Welcome to The Right Podcast, a podcast providing innovative and inspirational dental education to dentists, specialists, and their teams worldwide. Each fortnight, we deliver relevant content covering procedures, educational opportunities, and interviews with rock stars from the dental world. As we explore the successes and failures of dentistry, learn practical tips and expert advice to help you become a better dental professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This is Mike Malkers coming to you from Hanover, New Hampshire. And, you know, RIPE is such a wonderful place. We meet people all over the world that we wouldn't have met otherwise. I've met people in Brazil, Australia, Pakistan, all over Europe. But then again, you have people that are practically in your backyard that you still wouldn't have met but I did meet through RIPE. So I'd like to uh, welcome my special guest and good friend, Dr. Alain, Alain Gagnon from Montreal, or Montreal. You guys don't pronounce the T, right? Yeah, you know, you know how, you, oh, you do Montreal. Okay, you know how yes. excellent my French is because we've had dinners before. So Alain, welcome and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, it's my pleasure to, uh, to talk to you this morning. Um, it's uh, an honor to be invited in this podcast. And uh, yes, RIPE has been uh, a game changer for me. How, how so? Um, meeting uh, different people all over the world and connecting with a uh, high level of dentistry. Um, internet was going then that direction, but I think RIPE uh, make it special. I don't know, I, I feel appealed to that group since day one. And um, I met a lot of good people online with that group. It is. It is a lot of fun. So you, you've been on. You've been on Ripe uh, since the very very beginning. I think so. About three years, I think. Um, how did, how did you How did you even find it then? I yeah. mean, with all the three members we started with. <laughs> I don't know. I received an, an invite from one of my Facebook uh, friends, and mm. at the beginning, I was uh, involved in uh, other groups, uh, mostly European groups, French group. Um, and I don't know, I got invited by one of those person and slowly I keep looking and I say, okay, this group is different. Uh, quality of picture is nice. I like people who have great pictures. I, I always envy uh, podium people, speakers uh, with the quality of pictures they can get. And I was, and I said, yeah, let's learn something. And I don't know, one thing went to the other and I start posting a, a few cases and I think the, they were um, they were fun and uh, people liked them so well I, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit I, I'd, I'd have to categorize myself as an Elaine stalker and, and I remember <laughs> in our early days of our, of our friendship that I that I was prodding you not only to post but post more and more details when I was looking because it's so wonderful to see the absolute you know godlike, surgeries and i'm not saying your surgeries aren't amazing but some of the surgeries are so beyond my comprehension that i can't relate to them and when i look at yours and i think you just posted one this morning or yesterday about here's just a simple everyday free gingival graft and your attention to detail on are, are just are just phenomenal in that regard um i think that came from uh, a suggestion from somebody like more than 15 years ago when uh, digital camera entered the dental market. Uh, they were really, really expensive and some models came out maybe 15 years ago. 
Uh, mm-hmm. some, for some people that went from the transition of regular uh, photography to digital, that was a big step, you know. Um, the, the newer dancers never knew the, the old way to take pictures. It was pretty difficult because you get the result a few days later and most of them was messed up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember so those with, days. Those were fun. Yeah, digital camera just changed a lot of things for me. And as a sideline, I always like uh, photography since young age. You know, I used to um, do black and white uh, photography in the basement of my parents. You know, so um, that was a long time ago. So I remember the day I switched to digital. I was working on a on a young girl, a teenager. There was a trauma, and she had she had broken off her uh, her upper ones, and uh, really really large class four fractures that easily could have been crowns. But I spent the entire morning building them up them up with vital lessons with yeah. If I exaggerate in my memory, I'm sure I used like 128 shades, but whether I used three or four, I, I, I shot two rolls of film and I shot like 72 photos. And remember back in the day when we had film, you'd be so cautious to actually take a picture. And then today it's like blam, 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 blam. But you know, I, I took those into the photo studio and I was so excited to get them back. It was early in my lecturing career and all of the photos were ruined. I had hand-rolled my own film back then, and I obviously had some sort of light contamination. But yeah, digital digital is an absolute game changer. So, so, so that person encouraged me to take pictures of everything. And I say, why? I don't want to speak. I don't want to give courses at that time. And he said, you're going to learn a lot by looking at your work. And he was right, you know. When after that you put the, the cards in the computers and you go through the pictures, some of them are very blurry, some of them are bad. So you learn a lot of technical. And but after that, you you're looking at details that you cannot even see when you work. Um, mm-hmm. Blown up on, on on a big screen, uh, you can zoom in. You can see. Okay, next time I will I will maybe do my sutures differently, or next time uh, my rubber dam. You know, at that time I was doing aesthetic dentistry, rubber dam quadrant. You know, the um, the the white revolution a few years ago. You know, um, and after that, you know, I start doing my surgical pictures much later because at that point, you know, there was no interest for me to take pictures of bloody stuff. Mm. You know, when we see those pictures, and we definitely get some incredibly brutal, brutal feedback. And I think the harshest feedback we get is from ourselves, is because we live, we've lived in these little bubbles that we call our surgeries or our operatories, and what what we thought looked so amazing when we actually put it up on our own screens, much less ripe. Uh, the truth is right there. And I think Lincoln always encourages us, you know, to take pictures and post them to just become better clinicians. Yeah. Um, taking pictures, I think is one of the, um, the recommendation I give, uh, I'm involved in a study club, you know, and they, you got very different people there from beginners to very advanced. Um, and one of the trick I give them is take pictures and send it to me so we can discuss things and you can learn. And some of them are afraid. So oh, my picture is not as good as yours, you know, but if you look at my pictures of 15 years ago, they were pretty crooked, not very well framed. No, it's a learning process. And I think if you take a few uh, a, a, a few extra steps to learn those process, um, your your general dentistry will will improve. 
That that is so true, and I th I think we see that on Ripe so much. Is people say, "Oh, I can't post until I get better," and they don't. It, it, it's funny they don't realize. I don't realize we get better because we post. People aren't uh, don't post because they're speakers. They become speakers. And we've seen that in your time on Ripe, and I have, I have to bring that up. That you know, I'm I'm one of the administrators for uh, Ripe. Also, Elaine is. And you see all that all that magic and all the encouragement happening behind the scenes. And we both of us always encourage more of you to you know take this time. I know you have a lot of cases that you can post, and all right now all you have is time and, and need distraction. But Elaine, back to that. You know the, these clinicians that have you know poor photo photographic skills and perhaps uh, clinical skills that can be improved just simply by posting on Ripe they become better, we become better, whether we are those posters or watching those posters, and they become badge awardees and they become speakers and they become our mentees, become our mentors and our colleagues. Yes, I, I, I know it's a, it's a bit overwhelming at the beginning to post the case, you know, even, um, even the last case I put a few days ago, you know, you said, oh, okay, it looks good, but you know, will people like it? Um, you, you, you're gonna get some criticized, but I think most of the the, the criticized are are good. Um, uh, a, a few are always harsh, but you know um, most of them will encourage you and will point you to the the things you you, you can improve on. Um, I like the, this difference with the group of ripe. If you, I've been involved in other groups in the past, you know, um, not to mention them, but the protocol is not very there to learn anything you know it's just before and after pictures and mm -hmm. i think uh it's the in-between steps that are important and that's what's make right different you know you're there to learn you're there to explain things can you give an example of that like you said where we're different from other groups where the other ones just have before and afters and we have more in between of the sandwich, between the pieces of bread. Can you give some examples of, of things that you see and that you, you've you learned on RIPE compared to other groups? Most of the group, when you ask uh, a few questions, you don't get answers. Uh, most of the group, there's not much in between the before and after. So for me to see a nice set of veneers um, without any steps in between, how did you manage to decide the shape? How did you uh, manage to uh, improve the soft tissue and whatever? It's not very interesting for me because, you know, it's like the before and after. It looks like a, a newspaper ad for a dental clinic, you know. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, that always surprises me when, when I've been on those other groups, uh, when I've seen that. And you're really impressed with the before and after, and you ask a question, and people, some people almost get defensive or dismissive that I don't have time to answer questions like that. Why can't you just appreciate it? And yeah. it's just, it, it, that seems so far, far, so long ago in our past, so that, and how much ripe has changed us as professionals and our entire profession. Yes. Um... I, I don't think I go much on other groups right now because, you know, the before and afters, they, you get bored, you know. Some people are so much talented. The pictures are amazing. The result is beyond my reach. But I don't learn anything from those cases. So well, you I have to be fair, though. You have to be fair. There, there are some excellent other groups. I'm oh, there is. 
some great cat groups and some cooking groups. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's some good biking groups too, but as far as dentistry goes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so after that, you know, learning uh, photography and documented cases, you know, um, I, 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 I went to in some interest about surgery and taking pictures of surgery is more, much more difficult than taking pictures of uh, other stuff. But after a while, you know, it's like second nature. You know, uh, my, my, my assistant uh, was thinking I was crazy taking like five, six, seven pictures of sutures. But now if I don't take any of them, you know, she, 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 she told me, she tell me, you know, you need to take a picture of that. It looks nice. <laughs> now, I'm not going to let you off that easy because you just became <laughs> a before and after. That was Elaine before, and now this is Elaine after. Give me the stuff in between the bread slices. How did you move from only maybe taking a before and after or a post-op to taking all of the beautiful pictures that you do take between the slices of bread? Um, it's a feeling inside me to, to teach and to give more to uh, people around me. I've been involved in the past three years in a local ITI implant study group. Mm -hmm. And I start lecturing for them, you know, and, and as if you want to explain things, the before and after is not enough. And I'm not so good at drawing on the board. And I need pictures to explain my, my way of viewing things and my techniques. Well, that's a that's certainly true, and that's a philosophy. But what I'd like, what I'd really like to hear is, I'd like for you to share with me your workflow when you're doing a free gingival graft or a connective tissue graft. I mean, how do you how do you find the not the time because you've made that commitment? How does that actually happen within the procedure? Because you're taking your own photographs, correct? Yes, I, I work with a small team. I only have one hygienist, one dental assistant, and myself. And I work with uh, one up, and my hygienist has his, her own. So I take all the pictures myself 99% of the time. Some implant cases, sometimes I will have my hygienist take a few pictures because it's difficult for me to always unglove, take the camera, re-glove, and everything. But it's been... It's been a, a slow learning thing. Uh, it took me, used to take me hours uh, to do a, a free gingival graft. Now I can do it in, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, pictures included. Um, I, I take a before and after for sure, but each time uh, I, I do a, a step, I take a picture. If the camera is there, if the camera has been You've been trained with the camera. The, the 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 setup of the camera only takes about five six seconds. You know, uh, the longest uh, thing that happens sometimes is waiting for the battery to charge. The flash. <laughs> That's very true. So when I'm when I'm doing a lot of those, what I do is I I might just take a plastic bag, and have my camera body bagged, and flashes already on, and so I can just pick it up, and then at the end I can just wipe off the bag. Do you do do you do something similar to that? Uh, I never tried the back thing. Uh, a lot of people are using it. Uh, I just remove my glove, get the camera, put my glove, new pair of glove on. You know, it's it's for me, it's efficient. It's maybe not the best way to do it, but I got good result with that. I know people have a second assistant taking pictures. Um, I don't have this luxury. Um, never tried the back thing. I, maybe I should. 
Yeah. Well, there you go. See, we learned something. We each learned something today. So tell, tell me about your camera setup, though. So you're, you're doing your before we get to the camera setup, let's talk about that, because a lot of people have the perception that you are a periodontist or an oral surgeon. But my understanding is you're a general dentist with a focus on periodontal surgery, correct? Exactly. I'm a general dentist. Um, Prosto was my first interest, and uh, so I went to those uh, um, veneer, uh, full mouth rehab, occlusion um, period of my time. Uh, so digital camera was very important to document. I like to document a lot of steps. Uh, I love the lab work. So I'm usually at, at the beginning, I was going to the lab to see how they make things. So it was, uh, uh, I love taking pictures and I, I love to, to, to take uh, document things. The period things came maybe 10 years ago. Um, lots of my patients were older, they need some uh, gun graft, they need some implants, and I was not very satisfied with the relationship with some of my local so-called specialists. Uh, so slowly invested, and did invest the time to learn uh, about doing the surgery myself. And it's become a passion for me. So I do a lot of perio graft implants, and actually the presto has it's been going down for a while so elaine when you when you talk about that that you saw the need for soft tissue and i think that that's definitely a, a progression that everyone has or eventually will go through you thought it was just about these easy implants and just putting a, a screw in the bone and putting a crown on top what was the transition point what was even the small or large aha when you looked at that case and said it needs to be better um, you know, when you do basic implants, you know, my way is to start slowly. So I, I did the full Mitch courses, I did bone graft courses and everything. And I was super happy to do posterior implants, you know, what can go wrong with the posterior implants, you know, number 36 or lower left molar, you know, nobody see the defect if there's one there, but you, you very quickly realize that if you don't have good soft tissue, even the case that looks easy could could end up very difficult when you when you do the prostal part. You know, if you don't have good soft tissue, it's very difficult to maintain. Mm -hmm. And the biggest change is when I because I was doing veneers cases, aesthetic cases, a few full mouth there and there, um, and the patient didn't want any more bridges because sometimes they they lost the bridges before. And now they want implants, and I got this this demand for uh, implant in the aesthetic zone. I said, oh, that's easy. Just screw, screw something there and the laboratory will do a nice ceramic thing on it. But the junction in between the nice ceramic and the implant, you know, it's the gum and it's right in the smile zone. And that's why I learned the heart when I realized that some of my uh, work were not looking so great, even if I thought I did everything right. So the details of um, details of uh, soft tissue graph uh, and, and to be more delicate with the tissue in the aesthetic zone, you know, change change the way I was working. So we're, with that realization, what happened next in your learning process and your education? I took more courses and I take more time of uh, planning my cases. You know, at that time, you know, there was not a lot of online courses. 
so there were books, uh, some videos, and mostly um, learning to do it a bit myself with uh, looking at my pictures. And then came Ripe. Then came Ripe. Um, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I think about that. And I look at so many of my friends and mentors and mentees, and I feel like we're all the same person at different various points in our career. It's like exactly. I, 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 feel, I feel like surgically I'm you years ago, and then I look at you, and you, you must look at someone else that you aspire to. So who on, who on the board really moves you and has had an impact on your surgical, on your surgical techniques? And what techniques were those? Oh, I, I like my friend Ricardo Kern a lot. Um, I had a chance to see him in uh, Dubrovnik in 2018, I guess. Mm -hmm. That was uh, the first ripe gathering, wasn't it? Yeah, I think uh, 2017. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. The first ripe, yeah. So I met this guy, you know, Ricardo has been, uh, I think I saw a few cases on ripe, but I, I saw him live and, uh, and we went out to take a, a few beers the, the day before, the day after his presentation. Well, which is always important in the educational process. Yes, it is. Bonding, you have to have a proper bonding protocol. <laughs> and I was amazed to learn that uh, Ricardo was, with his very high uh, hand uh, surgery, and his presentation, you know, he just learned English a few a few years before, and he was very, very nervous. And I said, guy, you know, man, you, you have the best case out there. Don't be nervous. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's want to learn from you. Absolutely. And Ricardo and I, you know, we, 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 we chat a lot on RIPE and outside RIPE. And he, he came to Toronto 2018, and I want to take his three-day courses. And I learned a lot of things there. Uh, I was really impressed with uh, his full arch cases, but every tooth, every implant in this full arch cases has a small detail, a small um, different technique that he used to improve everything. And I was so impressed with that course that in my study club in Montreal the next year, so uh, I invited him over for to give the same course to us. So I had another chance to meet Ricardo. He came to my place. We had a few drinks together. And, you know, that's the kind of thing uh, that right gift, give back to me. Mm -hmm. I've had the, I had the just wonderful experience of actually visiting Ricardo in, in his hometown of Curitiba. And yeah, I'm pretty jealous of him. that. <laughs> yeah, let me, rub, let me rub it in a little bit more. So I got there the first two days and we actually spent time in Ricardo's uh, practice before the course started. I got down there the first day and actually got to see the last afternoon of the course being in, uh, given in Portuguese. And that was, I think, my fifth trip down to Brazil in three years. So I was I speak a little Spanish. I picked a little bit up here and there. And, but then I got to see him actually prepare the live patients that we were going to see during the course. So I got to see him actually balance that perio and that pros. And the hand skills that we see of his online are one thing. But to actually see him live doing them is just jaw-dropping. And after that, uh, it's just a wonderful five-day course. Elaine, I know that you and I will get down there together at some point or have him up or both. But, uh, you know, the future is there. We just, with everything going on, we're just not quite sure when that future is. Yeah, that was one of my goal to see uh, Ricardo live in Brazil. Um, actually, it was almost 
going there next month uh, in May. Um, I, we'll make it uh, later on, maybe next year. Um, so yeah, Ricardo and Ripe was one of my inspirations. So I tried to 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 take pictures as good as him and show my cases, you know. But everybody's learning on on Ripe, and sometimes uh, um, it could be other person. You know, there's so many people posting on Ripe. Well, if I could do that, if I could talk about another mentor, and let's make that mentor be you. And, and I know that you. I know that aside from me stalking you, you've had other people that you've helped on on Ripe. Can you can you share some of the rewarding or memorable uh, experiences with that one of your mentees shared with you of how you helped them? Um, I got many questions on Ripe sometimes on my private uh, emails. Um, most of the questions are. are, are are, are pretty uh, basic, you know, they want some details that it's hard to show on pictures. Um, most of them are happy that I respond to is uh, the, to their question the best I can. Um, it's hard to have, uh, uh, sometimes I have, I have a lot of questions, sometimes I, I don't have any. Uh, so it's hard on one side of the computer to know what's happening on, on the world out there. But, you know, when I walk into a Ricardo course in Toronto, uh, there were 16 people there from the, the Toronto area, and three of them just walked to me, and they knew my name, they knew my cases, they were stalking me, and I was pretty, <laughs> See, it's not I just was, me. Yeah, I was pretty impressed, and it was a bit surreal for me. to They, they knew me much more than I knew them. Well, Elaine, I think there's a, there's a quote that a friend shared with me years ago, is never assume base knowledge. What you and I consider basic, whether it's your, your surgical skills or it's my occlusion skills, what you and I consider so obvious and so easy is actually earth shattering for other people. And I think that was the comment that, that uh, Mike Frazis made. He said, I, I, when he was watching my course, he said, I knew so little about occlusion that when I first saw you lecture, I thought you were actually just making this stuff up. <laughs> and, and I think that, but I think that's important to, admire and respect and have patience for former and future versions of ourselves. Because for someone out there, they look at you like you look at Ricardo. And I guess that's what I'm talking about is that progression of menteeship and mentorship is as we progress forward towards someone, someone is, we're carrying someone along with our own inspiration that is trying to be more like us. Yeah, I, I think reaching to Ripe was like uh, to get out of this feeling out of me that I want to, at what point of my career, you know, I've been doing dentistry for 25 years now. Um, and I like to help people because when I was, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I had no close mentor that can teach me uh, on a daily basic basis. And uh, I, I think now with the computers, the right, the forum and everything, it helps. But I like to give a, a lot of one-on-one -on -one, um, uh, education if I can. Uh, so that's why I joined the uh, my um, local implant course uh, study group. And I've been starting to teach on, on those uh, a, few a, few, a few times a year. And I think 
the next step is maybe to to push myself uh, and to go more out there. Well, so what's what's the what does that next step look like for you? Um, maybe do more local uh, courses, but uh, get involved in Ripe. You know that. Uh, Lincoln asked me to get more involved, uh, so we'll 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 take it, uh, take it from there and uh, learning from you with all those vast experience of uh, doing uh, presentation as a speaker. You know, when I look at your schedule, I say, "Oh my God, how does he have the time to do all this traveling and speaking?" Well, I can tell you, I, I have a very simple solution. <laughs> COVID-19, <laughs> problem, problem solved. I, I, you problem know, but, solved. The, but the funny thing is with that is, you know, speaking dates are just going down left and right. I, in the la and Lincoln said that about his trip, but I was supposed to be uh, having a program here. I was supposed to be having a program up in, at uh, McGill. I was supposed to be having a program at TDA in the UK and all those things go down. But even as those go down, I'm busier than I've ever been because we all have so much time right now to build a foundation for the future is we have time to post cases. We have time to work on not only our learning, but our teaching and RIPE and the Academy are evolving, evolving in that regard in ways that I don't think any of us could have imagined. Yeah, I'm very surprised with what uh, Lincoln announced uh, a few days ago about uh, the globalization of RIPE and the uh, the academy going to the next gear. Uh, I'm very impressed with all the work he's doing, uh, teaching, traveling, teaching, and uh, taking courses. You know, I'm very impressed that Lincoln is doing the AutoZor course in Munich. Um, I thought his level of skills were already pretty high. And... Uh, <laughs> There's always the next step, you know? And, exactly. Yeah. So um, taking other courses, high-level courses, is always something interesting for me. But, you know, at this point, I try to focus on maybe reorganize my, my instead of posting a few cases on right, you know, do, do something more solid as a presentation. Uh, video is the next step. Uh, I, I need to learn to do videos of surgery because... This is one of the questions I got asked the most. You know, can you film this? Can you show me this? Uh, how do you deputalize a, a free gingival graph? How do you do those sutures? You know, uh, proline six zero is so small. How can you manage to it? I don't know. You know, it took me years. But you know, if I do a video, maybe they will learn more than me trying to explain it. Well, I know it. I, I know that I would very, very much appreciate that, and I wish you luck with your video skills because. I, you know, even though you're only four and a half hours away, now I'm kicking myself for not coming up and for us creating that study club we've talked about a million times. So I guess you're going to have to help me out and do that online with some virtual learning until uh, till things open back up again and, uh, and we can come visit with each other. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be. Elaine, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. It has been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. So uh, thank you everyone for joining us. We'll uh, get back with you next time. Be safe, be healthy, and take care. Thanks for joining us this week on the RIPE podcast. We've teamed up with mentors from around the world to offer you a growing library of high-quality online educational lecture recordings and resources. Visit our Academy website 
www.restoringexcellence.com.au forward slash academy and become a premium member today. Become better at dentistry and be sure to tune in in two weeks' time for our next episode of The Ripe Podcast.